Nation, Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor. And Trish McGregor. And our tech magician, John Posey. You can go to our website, Phenomena 111, to find out about our nonfiction books, including the most recent one, Phenomena, Harnessing Your Psychic Abilities. And you can visit blog.synchrosecrets.com, where we make regular posts. Today we're going to talk about the synchronicity inherent in divination systems, specifically the I Ching, the 5,000-year-old Chinese system that consists of 64 hexagrams. In 1949, Carl Jung wrote the introduction to the Richard Wilhelm edition of the I Ching, and it was the first time he'd written about synchronicity for the Western world. Basically, Jung called the I Ching a giant synchronicity machine. In the moment you draw yarrow sticks or coins and ask a question, you freeze a moment in time. For me, this was the first time I realized that any type of divination system, from the Qing to the Tarot and reading tea leaves in a cup, works because of synchronicity. Our guest today is Adele Aldridge, who has been working with the I Ching for 40 years as a student and an artist, creating images and text for I Ching Meditations, a woman's book of changes. She earned a PhD in art and the personal symbolic process while working with Jose Jose Arguiles at the Union Institute University. Welcome, Adele. Welcome. Hi. That's Ar- Jose Arguez, by the way. Arguez, yeah. I always get screwed up with Wait. his last name. Uh, what was anyway. he like? What was he like? What was he like? Oh, my God. He was a creator of the harmonic convergence in yeah. 1987, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And he died in 2011, which was shocking to mm-hmm. me. Was he? A cool guy. Well, I thought so. I think, yeah, yes. I I loved Jose Arguez because I have a, a huge connection with him from before I met him with his book Mandala. And um, you know, I, and then I, you know, I met him five years before I uh, went to, into the union to get a degree, and I went there because I, no, I was not interested in. I never thought of getting a PhD in my wildest dreams, but I met somebody at a, a Tibetan conference, and she just said, you know, she was asking what I was doing, and I said, I'm working on the I Ching, and she says, well, I'm working with somebody called Jose Arguez, and I said, oh, he's at that? I could go there. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And that's how that happened, I, you know, because I, I, I hadn't been newly moved to... California, and you know, I knew very few people, and I thought going to—I always love going to school. I love learning things, and so I signed up. Yeah, that's great. That book. I mean, I had no plans to do that until this woman (laughs) said, "Oh, you should be working with Jose Aguilar." I had met him before in New York briefly. Um, You know, I felt that was a, 
sign saying go. Uh-huh. Yeah, that book he came out with around the time of the Harmonic Convergence uh, about the Mayan calendar, I mean, he had such wild uh, graphs in there uh, related to the calendar. And it was just interesting. You could just spend an hour just trying to study what <laughs> uh, what he was putting into those charts. So. Yeah, you know what I think? It, it, I mean, this is probably diverting a lot from That's the right. Topic. We'll get to but, it. <laughs> is you know, he he was hell-bent on changing the calendar to um, a 13-month with four weeks each, mm-hmm. four, four days each, and he had, a, you know, based on women's cycles, and it was all making a lot of sense. However, my personal view, which he didn't ask me, of course, <laughs> was that because he was relating it to the um, Mayan calendar, it was, it, 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 you know, it was too separated from, you know, it, in other words, he even went to the Pope to try to get people to change the calendar. What you're not going to do is have people learning Mayan stuff. Yeah. Not. But I, his theory made sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, but, I'm sorry. You know, he, the nerve so- that he... The nerve that he died before 2012. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, he was in Australia when that happened. Oh, wow. Oh, oh. And he has a twin that... brother in Berkeley. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he still alive? As far as I know, I wasn't in touch with him, but I have a friend in Berkeley who says he used to see him, you know, walking on the streets now and then. Hmm. He was an identical twin. Oh, wow. Oh. And now this uh, month, there was this other Harmonic Convergence uh, conference that uh, was like a 14-day thing, and uh, it didn't really tie into any astrology astrology Uh or, I don't know, they had something related to the Mayan calendar, but it didn't really ring. Did you hear about that? uh? Well, yes, but as I said, to me, they deviated off. It was too difficult for me to you know, to get into. I mean, you know, they they put it all in Mayan terms. Yeah. And I, right, yeah. I'm not what they're doing, but yeah. that's where I couldn't. Right, and and the, the goal is to put it into alien terms, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Making yeah, exactly. contact. Yeah, if they exactly. kept it in English and, and you know, in, in the concept that, that we understand in terms of the months, but they even call it other things, so... Mm-hmm. I lost track of that, but he even had a game out about it for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, how did you first become he interested? He was an artist. He was, you know, he was an artist and a historian and um, lots of things. Yeah. Lots of things. How did you he first become interested? all the time. Um, Adele, how did you first become interested in the I Ching? Well, I started slowly in because I was always reading, you know, books. Uh, my ex-husband used to say I had more self-help books than anybody <laughs> ever saw. <laughs> and that was way back, you know, in the early 70s or late uh-huh. 60s. And I, so I was always searching around, and I saw a legs book on the I Ching, mm-hmm. my book. And I couldn't understand it. I mean, it, whatever it was about, I didn't, I didn't pick it up. But I put it back in my library. 
and then I was reading a lot of Jung, and uh, I was also reading, you know, I'm a big fan of Anna East Nin. Yeah. I also have met and known, but um, she was, uh, and that's led me to reading a lot of Henry Miller. And while I was reading Henry Miller's letters to Lawrence Durrell, Lawrence Durrell was in Corfu and Miller was in Paris, you know, when he was fooling mm-hmm. around with and Miller was talking a lot about the I Ching. Huh. And he was talking about this I Ching at the same time as reading Jung. So I said, okay, all right, you've got to find out more about this. <laughs> so I bought the Wilhelm version and Wilhelm uh-huh. and that did it. Because yeah. I could understand what he was talking about. Right. And, you know, that I never, never got uninterested from that minute on. What I love about, with the I Ching, because it, it, you know, it's ancient China, I sometimes get hung up on the language. And that's one of the things I love about what you're doing with your uh, I Ching meditations for women, is because it puts it in 21st century terms. Yeah, well, the thing is, I don't know how else to do it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, not being from ancient China. being a woman that's I, you know yeah. I just can't but when I started out doing this you have to remember in 1970 the, the old there were no books in the Greenwich library on the aging yeah none mm-hmm. and that was a good big library and um now there are thousands right wow. yeah that's it, true in the past 48 minutes exploded like crazy yeah uh, about people, but there's a big difference between uh, interpretation and translation. I I can't translate because I can't. I tried to teach myself Chinese once. I had to give up on that. Oh my God, <laughs> that's an that's ambitious whole, whole career in itself. But I tried, uh, you know, I tried learning the uh, how to read it, and I had a Chinese friend at the time. Who said I was doing a better job with it than she could? <laughs> Chinese language is a picture, right? Yeah. So along with the the uh, abundance of I Ching books, now there's also a great abundance of synchronicity books. Uh, when we started writing uh, our first one, The Seven Secrets of Synchronicity, which is there, in 2010. Yeah, there weren't that many, but now it seems like. Every year, there's more yeah. more synchronicity books coming out. So. I, you have you've had some of the most interesting synchronicities, some related to the I Ching and some not. But a few years ago, you experienced a Ching that involved your car. Tell us about that. Oh, <laughs> I know that's painful. <laughs> no, no, no. It's that. It's just that. I, I that wasn't even anything I was doing a reading, but I was doing an illustration. No, you the, in the morning, broke down, and I, I don't know whether it was that day or around it, and my uh, that my car was just broke, destroyed, and I don't have a car anymore either. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't there? You had thrown the ching in the morning or something, and then you you went out to the grocery store, and you were right. like. Remember, you were, you were kind of, it was like your worldview had been, been broken open because you said there was nothing. You remember no, that? I, I, was, I wasn't feeling well. What happened? 
And I went out, which I should not have done, to get some cat food at the grocery <laughs> store. And I did a real old lady thing by mistake. When I pulled into the parking lot, I pressed on the accelerator instead of the <laughs> brake. And I thought, only morons do this. <laughs> and so I, you know, it, 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 luckily I didn't hurt myself or anybody else. That was a miracle. Because, but the car was uh, old and a mess, and it had to be towed away. And you know, just just that little bam into the post did that. But that's when I was making that picture of the car that broke down. And <laughs> that, that was for which which hexagram? Uh, I forget. <laughs> Uh-huh. I forget. Because I remember that the it really expressed what had happened. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it that did. Was, but that happens it. quite a bit, I think. Synchronicity within a synchronicity. Yeah, really. Yeah. Okay, you're, you, the thing you're working on now is, to me, just mind-boggling. And this is where you are defining and illustrating each of the six lines in the 64 hex- hexagrams. So, let's see. I know I miscalculated this six times sixty-four, but you also do illustrations for the overall hexagram, right? Yeah, right. So, how many illustrations is this in total? Oh, I've I figured this out a million times. I I don't have it in front of me, but <laughs> it's a matter of for. Let me see. There are eight illustrations that I oh, do. Oh, eight. Okay. So me... eight times. Um, so well, it's five and twelve. Plus, I have the other other ones that that I illustrated in paintings for just the trigrams that I put on. Uh huh. Oh, this is a work of total hubris, as I say. It's. <laughs> uh, do you work with oil? No. Well, I have worked with everything from the beginning. I have have a thing in the back of that latest book about my process, mm-hmm. which started out in letterpress and, you know, prints and paintings and everything. But ever since I've been in California and the invention of the Mac, I've been doing it in uh, digital, mm-hmm. which is faster. Oh, Otherwise, right. it would never happen. <laughs> Otherwise, this would take you right. three lifetimes. Yeah, right, to do. But it, so I've started out over these years switching my media, which is what slowed it down because I would start all over again. And I thought, uh-huh. I talking the book of changes, I was always changing it. <laughs> and I could still do that, which I understand why Confucius said that he could spend the next 50 years if he had it studying the Ching. I could spend another lifetime illustrating it all over again. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, you lived in uh, Sausalito during the late 70s, and considering some of the people you met, it seemed to have been a really transformative time for you. How, how did that time influence your work with the Qing? Uh, I don't know specifically, except that I was, uh, I met people one of the reasons why I moved to California in the, in the San Francisco area was because people were out there were much more interested in things I was interested in. Uh-huh. Me, Ching, and astrology, and Jung. Uh, there were way more Jungians there than there were in the New York uh, 
area here. And um, actually, when I applied for the Union Institute to get in, I wanted to be working on the I Ching. Everybody in that office knew what the I Ching was. People <laughs> here in Connecticut still don't know that. What yeah. yeah. I have no clue it's gotten... So the influence could have been maybe because I had more... Uh, I got involved with other people who were interested, you know, uh -huh. which is kind of gets you, you know, feeds you a bit. At one time, at, I used to be the vice president of the I Ching Sangha. <laughs> Timothy, uh, Timothy White, I don't know what happened to him. He was the president, and he was fascinated with the I Ching. And I was living in a very beautiful place on a dock overlooking the bay and I always I said when I was lucky enough to move there that I would let anybody use it as a meeting place if they wanted and so he would set he would um we would have a meeting once a month and all these teaching people would come and we'd have food <laughs> wow now P.S. when um Timothy decided he didn't want to do this anymore I don't know it was a year or two later uh and people stop. Once they stop bringing the food, they stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that well, that figures. <laughs> okay, what's the truth here? <laughs> but they were they were all Ching people. But I think some were really sort of on the fringes for the food and a good time. But I, you can't blame people for that. Well, now is that where you met an ace nin? No, 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 no. I met. Her, I was a big fan of hers, and I was involved with a uh, a feminist group in, in starting in 1970. And um, a, a friend of I gave all her books. A writer friend of mine didn't think diaries were worth shit, so I took home the ten books I had and gave them to her, and she became a convert, and we wrote to her and we did an Eching Anisnin weekend workshop where oh, wow. people came for a weekend. Huh. And, and so that's how, you know, and she really was sort of, she was sick at that time too, but she still came. She was right now, wait, that's a, we'll get way off subject on that. That's all right. She's fascinating, I think. Yes, well, right now I'm reading, uh, I've read everything she's written, but including the ones that were published after her death, the unexpected ones. Uh -huh. This woman lived every taboo there is to live. She was not only a bigamist, I mean, I better, <laughs> I don't know how much you know about, but fascinating and, and uh, fascinating. The reason why she fascinated, oh, I first heard of Nin through my mother-in-law, who, uh, my husband was born in Paris, and she was one of the people in Henry Miller's uh, right. Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So I heard it, my mother-in-law used to say, well, Henry used to talk about this unease woman, but he never introduced us. And so that's, I heard that name when I was like, 18, and it stuck in my mind, and I was always starving for women um, heroines, you know, there uh -huh. was no, there wasn't any, I mean, I wasn't into Helen, I mean, what's her name, 
Roosevelt. That was the only woman who was famous that made it. You know what I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, there were. This is pre-woman's movement, and so Nin fascinated me in terms of the arts, writing. Right. And then they were very into astrology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, her books are just her books are intriguing. It's just incredible some of the stuff she lived. Yeah, um, incredible is right. <laughs> and she was a Pisces. That's what's so yeah. interesting to me. Not somebody who normally takes, you know, breaks taboos and. Oh, I didn't know that. that yeah. That, Pisces doesn't great. Yeah, but they're all into drugs and everything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> drugs, that's true. Yeah. Adele. Uh, do you still use the I Ching yourself uh, very often? <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> how how Every do you use it? Yeah. I do a reading every morning on my, you know, my paper calendar just to see what the day will bring. And I'll tell you one thing, it's a very good learning thing because I, in terms of, uh, if you're doing, if you're doing a reading and, and the reading is, I also do specific readings, but this I do, and I say, you know, just tell me what this day is going to bring, and then I see at the end of the day how accurate it is, and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll get a reading that I say, no, no, I don't like that, no, that can't, I'm not going to deal with that, and then it turns out to be true. <laughs> Didn't you do a reading about this uh, particular interview? Oh, yes, that was great. How did that go? <laughs> We'd like to know. <laughs> That was 22, right? Grace? Grace. I happen to like Grace. Grace, you know, it's about adornment. And like Confucius thought it was very superficial. It talks about your beard. But it's about how you present yourself to the world, really. um, And the changing line changed it to 45? The clinging? To 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is about, wait a minute, I have this, I love the uh, Wilhelm version of this. It's of line five. It says, Grace in hills and gardens, the role of silk is meager and small. Mm-hmm. Humiliation, but in the end, good fortune. A man withdraws from contact with people in the lowlands who seek nothing but magnificent and luxury into the Wait a moment. I have to. I have to switch my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I have two two kinds of glasses. I have to have a different class for small. Yeah, it was thirty or thirty-five. It was thirty, right? Thirty. The clinging five, yeah, which is illumination and you know, being seen and clinging. Wait, but but the part I want to read to you then says. No, I'm reading the wrong one. Grace, Grace of simplicity, a white horse comes as if on wings. He is not a robber. He will rule at the right time. An individual is in a situation in which doubts arise as to which is better. See, I could have doubts. Do I really want to do this? Uh-huh. To pursue the grace of external brilliance or to return to simplicity. The doubt itself implies the answer. Confirmation comes from the outside. It comes from the white-winged horse. The white color indicates simplicity. At first, it may be disappointing 
to renounce comforts that might have been obtained, yet one finds peace of mind in a true relationship with the friend who courts him. The winged horse is a symbol of the thoughts that transcend all limits of time and space. Well, that's what we do all the time, ESP, synchronicity, right? I right, mean, right. Yeah. And then 30 is sort of like spreading the word. Right. You know, um, you and my friend Nancy Picard are the, are the two women who really know the I Ching. And recently I got this email from Nancy saying, the, the Ching won't let me do it anymore. <laughs> she says, I became too dependent on it. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's still where she's at with the Ching, but she felt like it, it was just, it was tired of her. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't gotten to that point. Well, I haven't either. So. I don't think I will. First of all, it's free. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and also, it's so damn accurate. It's amazing. I still love what uh, Carl Jung said that one sleeps better at night if one doesn't try to figure out how it works. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, do you think the eating works? Yeah, do you think the I Ching works uh, better for personal questions, or what about uh, more broad questions like, say, the outlook for COVID-19? Uh, uh, does one way, does the personal are more accurate, or do you know, is there a difference? Uh, I don't know. That's probably probably a difference, but. Um... I don't, you know, to me, I don't see anything wrong with asking any question. Mm -hmm. Well, and it, wait, it, didn't Tristan, you say you asked something yeah, about? I was going to say, my my question was, how will the pandemic change civilization as we know it? <clears throat> I got hexagram 50, uh, 45, which is gathering together, no changing lines. And here's what it says The I Ching teaches that the world cannot move towards harmony and well being unless he Human beings act in unison to further what is good and true. Our power as individuals is multiplied when we gather together as families, groups, and communities with common goals. It's our collective strength that makes positive change possible in the world. And here's the, the, the clinger line, the, the, the one that hits you over the head. However, the tremendous power of human collectives must be directed by a qualified leader. <laughs> right, right. That's what we need. That's to me. That's right on. I mean, what kind of leader do we have? And you know, what's interesting too is that about this getting this hexagram is that in the preface of your third volume, you address that last line in a way that certainly strikes me as not only a synchronicity but precognitive. Tell, yeah. tell us about that. Um, your mask. Well, wait. What do you mean? Tell me. Okay. About Where you said. Um, on October 27, 2019, I posted hexagram 35, line 4, on my I Ching meditations blog. My inspiration for the line was, stop for a while in your pursuit of progress. Be wary of people lacking integrity who don't have your interests at heart. And you use the image of Trump for the mask, covering the right. person not to, not to be trusted. So this was precognitive. I mean, we weren't even talking about masks in October. Right. I don't know why, I, you know, I, the... The hardest thing to do in making the illustrations is figuring out what would be how how to to do that line, and of course, in having to think about it a lot, that's how I 
you know, I often change my understanding of a of a right. lexograph by doing the illustrations and having to. That's why I call it meditation. It really is a meditation. Uh-huh. But uh, Trump was annoying me so much, <laughs> that, and it said not. You know, it was about not trusting somebody. So mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't. I can't remember my process. I just created a mask with Trump on it because I don't trust him. <laughs> you know, they and should then, have the. They should have those masks available because that would get a lot of the people who aren't wearing masks to wear them. <laughs> oh, wait, to sell for the Trumpers. Yeah, right. Hey, that's, hey, that's a good business for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay. We've written up in, in our synchronicity books, we've used a lot of your synchronicities. But you had one that is just, to me, a complete mind-boggling thing. And it involved a billboard. The Winston, oh, yeah. the Winston man. Tell us about that one. Oh my God! Where, where do you? How do I start on that? Start one? with the you... therapy in New York. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I have. Okay, I have to take a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, I, I was married, divorced, and I was involved in a very, very serious loving relationship that broke up. I mean, this, uh, by the way, the, uh, the man has your birthday. Mine? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so does Mike Pence. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Thanks. That's really weird. <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, I it was a very serious relationship. Broke up very suddenly. I was devastated, absolutely devastated, and don't want to go into the details. But it was so. I had met this woman, Vivian Tenney, at a. I had been at a two weeks uh, Jung Hesse seminar in the Berkshires, and met this wonderful woman who was a, a union therapist and a regular gynecologist, and she did handwriting and Alice and everything. And we became good friends. And she she had a practice in New York. And when I broke up, uh, I was talking to her and I told her that, you know, uh, the pain I was in. And she kept saying, oh, we just, you know, it, and dismissing it. And I said, Vivian, my body hurts. And she said, oh, you got to come and see me. <laughs> and I said, I can't. I mean, oh, I was terrified of driving in New York City. But I decided, okay, she was going to give me some therapy in exchange for some art, which I thought was miraculous. And so I would, every time I drove in once a week, I would drive down the West Side Highway in Manhattan, and there was this huge billboard of this gorgeous hunk stud on the billboard, and I... <laughs> And I was very riveted to to this person, which I don't look at billboards. And so I knew I couldn't look at it because I would have an accident (laughs) (laughs) on the highway. And I remember sitting in bed at night, and it was freezing, wind wind blowing, and opening up a magazine, like Time magazine, and there was his picture advertising Winston cigarettes and it annoyed it made me upset because I was in such pain over this breakup of this man that 
this there was something about this man that upset me like you know this arrogance like another man to break your heart uh-huh and i spit at the picture and i then i thought <laughs> i thought i was really off the deep end and i thought i'm not even going to tell vivian about this and i didn't tell <laughs> anybody that i was so off the deep end that i was spitting at <laughs> and so I forgot about that. You know, I life moved on. I had I sold my house. I had all kinds of stuff. I went into. I did a lot of things to heal and decided to move away because my kids were going away to school and you know I was just all my relationships fell apart at once. Mm-hmm. It was, and so nine years went by. At least nine, maybe. Wait, I saw that picture on the billboard probably in this uh, winter of 75, spring of 76, and I moved in summer of 76. And you moved to South Toledo. Yes, but yeah. it was in the summer of 85. Think how many years later that is. Wow. Nine years later, and uh, I was going to the No Name Bar with my friend Jill, and I had said, do you really want to hear all these details? Yeah, yeah, this is a great sick row. <laughs> well, I was sitting, listening to the music, enjoying myself, but Jill and I were always talking about our issues with men, and I said, if one more man tells me that I have expectations that he doesn't have, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so this Big hunk jumps off the bandstand. He was playing the drums, and he sits in front of me, and <clears throat> said, you know the usual nonsense. You come here often, blah blah blah. And, <laughs> and he says, you know, my guru told me not to have any expectations. <laughs> so I said, that's it. That's it. Goodbye. And I went into the ladies' room. And left my friend Jill sitting at the table with him. And I looked in the the mirror and I said, Adele, he's a very good-looking guy. Get back out there. (laughs) When I went back out, unbeknownst to me, Jill said to him, and she was a therapist, she says, he never heard anything like this. She said to him, do you know that having no expectations is a desecration of passion? (laughs) so, okay, I sat down, and he says, okay, I bombed. Can I start again? So I said, okay. And <laughs> we're chatting, and the the band said, come on, it's time to get back up on the grandstand and play. And he turned around, and he said, please stay, please stay. And so as he got on there, he says, passion, get it? <laughs> <laughs> He had real wit. So I said to Joe, wild horses wouldn't get me out of here. <laughs> and that's how that began. And when did you realize who he was? Oh, and then he asked me out to meet. He called me up the next day. We had breakfast, whereupon he orders champagne, a man to my own heart. I mean, he, he really was the character. And then we, he asked me to go into the city, and he took me around. And he pulls out this postcard of himself 
you know, nine years earlier, ten years earlier, and he had gained weight. He wasn't, he was so tall, he was like 6'5", so he could put on weight without looking obese. But that's why when I saw him, he thought he looked very familiar, but I didn't, I didn't think of the billboard. I did not. And when I saw the picture, I said, I screamed. I literally screamed <laughs> at him. And he didn't know what was wrong with me. And I said, oh. I've had a love-hate relationship with that picture. <laughs> and, and so he said, I think you have a love-hate relationship now. <laughs> and he also told me I was the only one that ever remembered it. Really? Yeah. Nobody else had recognized him? So he was no longer the Winston man for some time then. Right, right, no. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was modeling it. Again, in New York, I think. But he, he was also a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you ended up living with this guy, right? Yeah, for a while. Mm -hmm. So there you've got a, a synchronicity that spans nine years, and you end up living with the billboard man. Yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's very weird, Adele. <laughs> my, you know, my um, family was appalled, and everybody <laughs> thought I had gone off the deep, deep end. Uh, allowing him to move in with me. And the, the point is, they didn't understand. How could I not? That to me, if somebody jumps off the billboard and jumps in front of me, I mean, that was too powerful. Yeah. I, so there are those things I can't. No. I mean, oh, I also had a dream just before I met him about a bull that knocked my door down, front door down, oh, and he was in chorus. And a bull, and he, before we left, he bashed the door down. And he oh, got so geez. mad at me, he pushed, he, yeah. So I don't know why all that happened. Oh, another dream I had that came back to me just now that you're reminding me is be, shortly before I met him, I dreamed that I was in bed and four creatures carried a big man in on a stretcher and put, laid him in my bed that I was to take care of the man, and he was unconscious. Hmm. And I turned over to look at him, and he looked like Superman. He looked like Christopher Reeve. And so this night that Jeremy landed in my bed, I turned over, and I saw that, and I screamed again. And I said, oh, I dreamed about the Christopher. And he, then he said, this is more synchro, he said, he used to play, he sat in as his double on a movie once. Huh. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, the whole thing is bizarre. Yeah. It's just, the now he's thing. dead, right? Yeah. I think he, he died of lung cancer. I didn't keep in touch with him. When, you know, he, he a be, Yeah, so yes, but he <laughs> lied about it. <laughs> obviously, he, obviously, he died of lung cancer because I saw... Somebody posted pictures that I looked at of him sick in the hospital. And yeah, what else could it be? He was very big and strong and healthy, you know. Yeah, well, hmm. it's sad that the Winston man dies of lung yeah, cancer. Lung cancer. But, uh, that's, yeah, lung cancer. So that is a strange. That that's it, when those kinds of synchronicities happen. You have to pay attention, regardless of where it leads. Well, yeah. I, I had to pay, as much as my family and everybody thought I was crazy, I didn't care because, you know, if I have a dream about something, and then, especially the billboard 
just, but that was so powerful. I had to pass that billboard every week. <laughs> yeah. Not, you have to spit at his magazine picture. <laughs> yeah, I was angry with it. I was angry at men, you know, and especially men that looked to me like they could break your heart, which he could. So, Adele, uh, I've got an idea for uh, just uh, wrapping up our interview this morning, or this afternoon, rather, uh, doing an I Ching reading. And I have a question, and Trish has the coins. And, uh, and I also have an app. Which should I use, Adele? <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> well, Trish, Trish can respond, too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I got the... Um, okay, so what's your question? Okay, the question is, our daughter Megan has just finished, completed her first novel, and I'd just like to see what the outlook is That's for good. her novel. For being published. For being published, yeah. right. Okay, you drawing the coins or should I? Adele? Oh, you, you, for sure. Me, okay. Yep. Let's okay. do this, here. Just okay. click the... Wait, wait, can I into... Um, Put a little thing in there first about sure. questions. Yeah. Is um, I don't think the I Ching is good for predictions, and more is it that tell it always tells the truth about the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to divert you or sound negative, so ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, should we? I, I, should I use the app, or should I toss the coins? Do you think? Whatever you like. Whatever. Okay. Let's do the app. It's it's easier. Okay. So you tap the coin six times. So this is about uh, about Megan's, Megan's book. book uh, which, which, which app are you using? Um, it's one I got off the internet. <laughs> called Consult. No, no, no. It's no. not called Consult. <laughs> Hold on. It, it's called I Ching. The I Ching or Book of Changes, Brian Brown Walker. I don't use their. Uh, I don't use his definitions. I always go back to Wilhelm. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah, so but this, you throw the this, coins that way. Yes, I have one that I use that way too. Yeah. Okay, so the Megan's book. Okay. Six times. Oops. Four, five, six. Okay. okay. Hmm. Ooh, I don't like this. We're gonna have to do this over again. <laughs> <laughs> you got okay. The hexagrams are twenty-three. Changing to oh. 39. I hate 23. Wow. 23. Yeah. 23 is called splitting apart. Right. Splitting apart. And the, what are the lines that move? Um, Let's see. The line that was moving. That should be moving to water uh, over the... I think it was the fifth and the sixth line. It's kind of hard to tell on this app. Okay. Fifth. Okay. So that's no way. Okay. Into thirty nine or thirty eight? Thirty nine. Oh, okay, because thirty nine is obstruction. I know. Hmm. So six in the fifth place, favor comes through the court ladies. Everything acts to further. Right. Okay. And then though, nine at the top, there is a large fruit still uneaten. The superior man receives a carriage. The house of the inferior man is split apart. Here, the splitting apart reaches its end. When misfortune has spent itself, better times return. The seed of the good remains, and it's just when the fruit falls to the ground that good sprouts anew from its seed. You, you know what this, 
You know what this sounds like to me is it's like a reading on the novel itself. Ooh, yeah, no, that didn't. really fits. That fits. Uh, this novel well, is called novel. the novel is called the the immune, and uh, she's written been working on this for like uh, uh, two since three, she was fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> actually, since she was fourteen, but just rewriting. And as she got older, the character uh, grew older, and she matured more, and uh, the story has changed. And uh, it's a dystopian novel. Yeah, it's a dystopian novel about uh, the aftermath of a va vast uh, pandemic, pandemic. <laughs> and and an environmental crisis. Uh, and wow. The, yeah. So this kind of. Twenty-three. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What she's writing about exactly? Yeah. That's what I think it gives yeah. a reading on. And when I interpreted uh, twenty-three, I I no longer see it as bad, always, because it's it um, to me it represents DNA, the twenty-three chromosomes. You know. Oh, split. good point. And they split to uh, to form something new, especially the last line when it talks about the, you know, the unused fruit. Mm -hmm. Talking about what she's writing about. Well, not only that, I just realized these these women who are immune are also fertile, and they're what? at the yeah. So that really fits with the DNA thing you just said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. It's what to me the Ching reflects what is right. Yeah, right. it wasn't giving a prediction about anything, but it was going into the uh, analysis of the novel. Right. <laughs> Gee. Oh. Exactly. Exactly. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Well, you saw you you made your case. <laughs> it does. It does reflect. That's yeah. incredible. It's. Um, that's why when I do an I Ching in the morning, uh, and I don't, I'll, you know, you always get something you don't like. <clears throat> the other day I got one that said that was going to move to exhaustion. I read that. I don't want to be exhausted. <laughs> and, and it happened. I mean, I forget what ha I right now, but I ended up, you know, totally non-functioning. <laughs> I forget what happened. I put. I tend to put bad things out of my mind. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. As yeah. soon as I can. Yeah. Well, tell, tell, uh, tell us where we can find your books and your website. You've got a great I Ching website. Yeah, well, that's listed on your page somewhere there, right? No. Yeah, okay, but we, we want to give it to people who are... Oh, com. Okay, and then you've got... Adele at Adele yeah, Art. Yeah, that's, the, you know, I don't update that at all. That's all past stuff in mm -hmm. art. I, I didn't want to get rid of it, but it's too much to keep up to. Yeah. So you're working on volume four now of the yeah. your I Ching illustrations. How long is, will it take you to complete that one? to complete it by the end of this year because I want to get on to write about Sausalito and I'm getting to be 220 years old. <laughs> How long have you been working on these? Every day I say to him, I just want to live long enough to get this done. It's, 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 yeah. You know, my ego is, is, you know, because I've done so much, I want to finish it. Yeah. When did you start? Just uh, for this this version? This, uh, this, no, the, 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 the four volume, volumes. Volume one, yeah. 
Um, God, I don't remember. Yes. And maybe. Wow. So at least 10 years you've been doing wow. this. Wow. Well, yeah, so yeah, but I know, but there's a lot of work. A lot yeah. Of, and they're, lot beautiful, of they're beautiful then, books. Yeah. When I, when I get, um, the reason why I do it in four volumes is that I want to make sure, you know, I complete a, a chunk. And uh -huh. then when it's all done, Maybe I'll put it all together and make it in one volume, which would be huge. But I'd, I'd like to do that, I think. Hmm. The, um, what I find so intriguing is that your illustrations really capture the hexagram or the line. Depending thank you, thank you. <clears throat> it really does. How do, you, how do you come up with them, anyhow? read everything I can on the I Ching, you know, study it, meditate on it, and yeah. and then, you know, since the I Ching is always subjective, I come up with what, to me, would illustrate what that's mm -hmm. about. But, you know, there was something that uh, you had mentioned in your letter before about this, about <clears throat> why you could relate to it more, and what I think the reason is when I was in, in San Francisco, I was involved with a tarot group. And it started in my living room in Sausalito where I volunteered, um, you know, let them use that. And it was, mm -hmm. we did a, um, a New Year's, it was supposed to be I Ching and tarot. And so uh -huh. from then on, I went to their meeting every Monday night. But the, the people there were all way more interested in the tarot, and I think it's because of the imagery. They uh -huh. didn't, for them, reading it was too obscure, they didn't, you know, be, but the tarot can relate to the image, and that sort of verifies why I want to continue doing this. It needs images. Yeah, it does. Because I think Nancy once said to me, she goes, yeah, the I Ching is really chatty. <laughs> and you kind of have to break, you know, whereas when you do a tarot reading, you pull the six cards and each image speaks to you. But that's what I love about your book. I, I can just look at an image and I get it. Well, you thank know? you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I want to happen. <laughs> you know, I don't, I have absolutely, you, as you know, selling books are very difficult and you have to market them, which is what big publishers do for your Sometimes. <laughs> Right, and so I don't have time to do that. I just, yeah. I can't, I have to. There's only so many hours in the day, and so I've decided. No, I want to finish my work. And you know, Katya Walter. Are you familiar with any of her work? No. Katya Walter. She did. Yeah, the, you mentioned her. I've looked her up. But well, she did the foreword in in this book and in the other one, mm. and she says the same thing. She has a lot of books. That she that are not finished, <clears throat> and she says no. She just wants to make sure they're done be, before uh -huh. and think of anybody anything else. But because you know, I could use nine assistants. <laughs> well, I kind of want each other to help each other. But uh, I didn't hear you. I said you two at least can you know work with each other as a help. Yeah. Yeah. Although we have our individual projects too, but but you know I, I often wonder if when Wilhelm 
you know, when he was working on this translation of the I Ching, if he thought like you did, I just want to finish it, you know, hmm. because it really was his life's work. What, the I Ching? Yeah. What, uh, oh, Wilhelm. I was Wilhelm. making it up with you. Oh, yeah, right. I, I never thought of that, but I would hope so. Hmm. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And you know, I like the, the there's a lot, oh there's another book that I recommend. Do you have um, the Complete I Ching by Al Wong, Alfred Wong? No. Yes, it's called the Complete I Ching, and his is a translation. Which, if you're going to study the I Ching, the translations are different from interpretations. Uh-huh. Mine is interpretation but he has some interesting tips in there and friends just give a quick example you know exam five is called waiting Mm -hmm. and he calls it needing well i can relate to that more just the name yeah that's interesting he's he's chinese and he's a translator so i recommend that if you want other insights okay yeah the complete Ching. okay actually i think i I may have had that book at one time, thinking back now. I mean, this this Wilhelm book I've had since I was 18. So the thing is really, like, battered. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, kind of I, tired. I totally disintegrated. Yeah. <laughs> but, I see, I find Wilhelm the most poetic. I like that. You I know, do, like, too. You know, he puts a little more. But, but I like, you know, I, I recommend reading whatever comes your way because each Everybody adds something. Yeah. That's true. All right. Hey, well, thanks. gosh, Adele, this has been great. Yeah. Thank you very <laughs> thank much. You, this well, is just thank wonderful. you. Thank you. It was fun. It, it is. Fun, yes. And it's so nice to finally talk to you. We've talked about talking before, but we never <laughs> did. Hey. Yeah, well, if I were, you're lucky I don't go to Florida because I we would chew your ear off. <laughs> we don't want to come to Florida now. <laughs> No, no, I don't. I, I don't have time anyway. But I, I mean, you're one person. Twenty years ago, I would have hopped on a plane and said hi. <laughs> That's how I feel about you two. We'd be like uh, Jung and Freud for the first time. We'd have cabinets cracking. <laughs> oh, we'd probably come out with another book. Yeah, <laughs> we probably would. <laughs> so Nigel has stood up, which means the interview is over because he always seems to know when the end is. <laughs> Lays down underneath the table during the entire interview, and then at the end he stands up and he's up now. So it's well, I'll been. I'll tell my cat she can come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great talking yeah, to you. Yeah, great talking to you, and okay. I'll, I'll send you John's uh, email and vice versa. Great, thank you very much. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Okay, take was, care, Adele. Bye now. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to The Mystical Underground. Listen to the podcast at www.themysticalunderground.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Visit the blog blog.synchrosecrets.com visit the book site phenomena111.com send us email podcast at themysticalunderground.com 
And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical. John, you got any questions for Adele? Well, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, hey, Adele, this is John. And uh, Rob was showing me some of your artwork uh, before the podcast. And uh, awesome, awesome artwork. And I really like what y'all were talking about, about making the itching visual like the throw. That's that's, uh, that's, that's a cool idea. what I was curious about, have you ever, have you ever, uh, like licensed or sold any of your art to like, so I play, I play a lot of role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons and some of the art that Rob was showing me would fit right into those, <laughs> into those, uh, resources, those, those books for that, that, for that kind of thing. Have you ever sold any of your art off, you know, or licensed any of your art like that? No, I wouldn't know how, but, but what I'm doing is putting it in my book, sure. you know. And at one point I was uh, putting, I turned some of them into posters to post on, uh, you know, some other, but again, that takes a a whole other effort to to do, you you know what I mean? As I say, I've decided to be, you know, I think I told you, Trish, a while back that I had a disaster with my computer and I lost 50 pages of my work it's stupid don't even ask uh but it it, it made me wake up and say just focus on this chain and there's you know all kinds of my daughter keeps saying mom you could do you know people would like your pictures for puzzles and things absolutely absolutely anybody wants to (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's not because i'm not interested or i'm not lazy I it's time remember. no it's yeah it yeah you, yeah it's it's the the business side of it is yeah you want to yeah. work with me fine oh <laughs> no, yeah it's it's the overhead that that's what that's what makes that's that's what sucks the fun out of everything is the uh is the overhead the bureaucracy yeah.